Welcome to another episode of the Podcast Go. I'm your host, Alex, and joining me on this week's podcast are Don. Hey. And Ed. Hey. <laughs> hey, I said that first. You can't talk to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It's God. okay. Um, and this week, we will be talking about elitism and cynicism in pop culture. Um, we got in a little bit into it what was it like three episodes ago three or four episodes ago something and, like that yeah. yeah and there was very obviously a lot there and it technically wasn't part of the topic that we were talking about at the time so we decided to give it its own episode um and hopefully we'll we'll resolve or come to some sort of consensus about it I don't or think maybe we'll not. Who knows? anything. I think we're just going to discuss it like rational yeah. human beings. I don't know. I'm open to we change. We could just speak it out. <laughs> yeah. Personally speaking. Well, I'm, I don't I don't think we'll our one conversation happens. is going to generate that change. But well, uh, at the very least, we'll get started. It'll probably. raise awareness. You know, like there you so go. So many crappy charities. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before we get into that, uh, I figure we try to get back into the groove of things and go over maybe a couple new stories. Um, but the only things of note were apparently just the two trailers that came out I mean, uh, late last week. Namely, the Batman vs. Superman trailer and the second teaser for the Star Wars uh, movie coming out in December. And... Well, ne- none of us on the podcast have seen both. <laughs> yeah. Um, Don, think... have you seen either? Nope. Okay. Nope. And I've seen the Star Wars one, and Ed, you've only seen... Uh, the... Superman, or Su- Superman versus Batman. Uh, and you regretted it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but not necessarily because it was bad, right? No, but... See, my whole thing with not watching trailers is because it re- re- it always almost always reels really good moments in a, in a yeah. movie or a game or whatever. Right. And then you're like, I would much rather see that when I watch the movie than like you know six or seven or a year whatever ahead of the movie's release. So yeah, I mean that I think that's a very it's a it's a solid reason not to pay attention to trailers and teasers and stuff like that um like yeah i have a friend who refuses to watch trailers for big movies because he doesn't want to set expectations too high uh which actually leads into the topic for this week but um yeah there are plenty of reasons not to watch the trailers or teasers for movies and then i mean the star wars one i won't comment on how how much or how little I liked it, but the fact that it came out, it's April now, and it won't come out for another eight months. Um, which... Okay, so let me ask one thing. Yeah. It was a teaser, not a, a legit trailer, right? Yeah, it was just a more fleshed out teaser. We saw a little bit more of the things that we already saw in the first teaser. Um, yeah, and it... Honestly, it was, you know, there was Star Wars Celebration this uh, last week, which is where it, it premiered, which makes sense. I mean, no matter 
what kind of trailer or teaser it was, people were going to be super hyped for it there. So, um, yeah, the timing of it makes sense, but for the general public or people who aren't necessarily into Star Wars, it does seem a little premature. Um, Uh, you can, that's the thing with teasers. You can release them anytime mm -hmm. and generally it's fine and no one will bat an eye. Yeah. Teaser versus trailer is like teasers are, I, I would agree with you. Teasers are generally okay. Um, what because they're meant to hype you up, but full. I, I, if there is a trailer coming out for Star Wars, I'm probably going to try to avoid it if I can. Um, I, I really don't want to confirm what the story is or anything like that. Um, but yeah, those two came out, and as far as I know, those were the only big pieces of news that came out over the past week. Well, I mean. Small news, Adventure Time started up again, but uh, they've only gone up like a month or two, so it's not like that big of a deal. Yeah, it. I mean, Adventure Time, definitely, I mean, I watch it, so. definitely one of the bigger shows, um, or the bigger animated shows uh, in the geek circle right now, yeah. but a month hiatus is, I feel like that's pretty normal. It is. It so, is yeah, it's, it's so. I mean, I, it's great that the show's back, but um, okay, let me ask you. Well, some of us miss it. Is is uh, is Adventure Time as relevant as it once was? So, um, I think it's relevant. At least the people who are uh, the animators are relevant because they're all getting their own spin out of their own shows now. Like Steven Universe, uh, some of them are going to YouTube. So it's just like, I would say the the animators are more relative, more relevant than the show. But so, yeah, that well, I mean, but that as a creator, that's what you want, anyways, right? Is yeah. to have more like a wider influence rather than just your one show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I heard the the comparison maybe sometime in the past week. Adventure Time has become pretty much what SNL was in its heyday. With um, you know staff from Adventure Time, you know doing the whole spinoff thing and getting their own shows. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, it's relevant. The show itself has definitely taken taken a dip in terms of relevance. I think, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of just like it's not quite, it's not as uh, prevalent in the zeitgeist anymore. I guess like it's 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 kind of taken a step back. I think, but. That doesn't make it any less of a show or any less popular. It's just people are now used to it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just wanted to ask, because I don't hear as much about Adventure Time anymore. Yeah, I don't I don't really hear too much about it either. I think maybe the fifth season was... Wait, what was, what was that last year? Two years ago? See, I don't even know, because I was never huge into Adventure Time anyway, but... Um, yeah. Um, so right now in the sixth season, oh, there you go. last last year was the uh, fifth season. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely a staple for Cartoon Network at this point. I don't see them getting rid of it anytime soon. <laughs> I hope not. Um, I think that was it for news. I can't think of too much else. 
Well, uh, I, I guess I do have a piece of gaming news I'll mention, but again, don't know anything about it because I don't watch the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, Deus Ex, uh, the new Deus Ex, which I can't remember the name of right now even because I don't watch the trailer, <laughs> um, was announced. Okay. Yeah, and that, that's a big deal because Deus Ex Human Revolution was such a good game. Mm. So a lot of people have been waiting for it to officially get revealed. Nice. And Square Enix did that by leaking their assets or whatever for it, so that was smart. <laughs> yeah, generally a leak is not the way to release any type of news, but, you know, it's good news that they're working on that, I guess. I mean, well, I, I don't know anything about it. I'm very excited. So. I, I really like the Human Revolution, so great okay. game. People should give it a shot if they haven't. All right. Um, well, I think that's everything that we cared about this weekend or this past week. Uh, if we missed anything that you guys want, thought we should have highlighted, let us know because I mean, we don't, this is still a new segment. We don't know what to highlight and what not to highlight. So, um, and if you want us to get rid of it, uh, rid of it completely, tell us. Yeah, (laughs) sure. (laughs) Um, but yeah, let us know what you thought of any of Actually, you know what? Let us know what you thought of the trailers because this is just probably as much as we're going to talk about them in this episode uh, despite the fact that they may come into a bigger part in the conversation. But anything specifically about either of the two movies, the Batman vs. Superman trailer or the Star Wars teaser, let us know what you thought about them um, by getting in touch with us through the channels we will mention at the end of the episode. And without further ado, let's uh, let's start the conversation on cynicism and elitism. Um, I don't know, it just seemed, <laughs> as I was saying that, it seemed very weird for us to be talking about isms, um, just because they seem so abstract um, as conversation topics. But they're act, they're very real and consistent problems whenever you get into pop culture and geek stuff and otaku stuff. And it's constantly a fight to either contain it or to inject it artificially with excitement. Um, Why would people want to inject elitism or cynicism into... Well, not inject cynicism or anything like that, but just try to get more excited for something... Like, uh, it's not even necessarily that. It's it's my thing is better than your thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, even though it's not really their thing and they don't own it, some multinational billion billion dollar corporation probably owns it. So yeah. Um, but I mean, it's something that everyone struggles with, or maybe not struggles, but encounters at some point or another. Um, I know in the anime world it's very very persistent like you can't go to an anime con and not run into one of these people who derides your taste in show just because it's you know this type of show and not that type of show you watch dubs oh you're such a plebe (laughs) or uh you watch subs such an elitist whatever um no matter what you do it seems Someone is going to hate you for your preferences. I I totally agree with that. Um, I I think it's prevalent 
elitism is a prevalent in manga, but I don't think as much as anime, because when I think of anime, I think of the whole subs versus dubs, and I'm personally a subs kind of guy, and I think dubs on the whole, not only on the whole, but on the most part, just aren't as good. I'm not saying, like, one is better than the other, but I just enjoy subs more than dubs most of the time. And, like, but I've got friends who, you know, are hardcore sub people. So I totally, like, when I think of, you know, elitism in, uh, like, otaku culture, I think of subs versus dubs. Right. I mean, yeah, and you see that in pretty much every facet of it. Like, I know games, there's that whole thing about console or hardcore gamers versus casual gamers. Yeah. Well, you have the I don't even know wars. if those are the proper, like, titles. Well, you have the console wars, mm-hmm. then you have console versus PC, mm-hmm. and then you have console, or you have hardcore gamers versus casual gamers. Right. And then you have, uh, what, like, console slash PC gamers against mobile gamers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just go down the rabbit hole and it's just really ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, and the I think the main reason why we want to talk about this and the main reason why it's such a, I don't want to say soft spot, but it, it is so prevalent and something that needs to be addressed is that it's not very productive. Not <laughs> and it doesn't very really... productive, it's a waste of time and energy. Well, there you go. <laughs> Like Maybe straight I should stop up, being... straight up, it's just a waste of your energy. Like, yeah, it's it's just no one comes out of that conversation better or feeling any better about themselves. Or well, this is the thing. Maybe no they one, need us to do. Well, no one ever wins, though. Like, like when I think about um, like geek culture, it's about winning. Like, that's what people seem to focus in on really hard is is winning, and they think every aspect of of life you can win or lose and i think that's a, a just like the dumbest mistake because you know that's not true most of the time there's you know there is no resolution in life or if there is a resolution it's not someone winning or losing it's compromise it's like i don't know but that's yeah. that's a big thing with me is is kind of taking a step back and and having to and like making sure i understand that you know <laughs> Real life, that that's a thing that you need to take a little less seriously and, and just have fun with stuff. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I've definitely seen people argue about, say, PS3 versus Xbox One until they were blue in the face. But I, that's not... What are you getting out of that? That's just basically arguing on the four companies who ultimately don't care, right, if you prefer Xbox or, P- well, or, they, or they PlayStation. Just that you purchase their hardware. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. I was going to um, say, they care as much as for you spending money on their stuff. That's it. Exactly. And, um, no, I, I think you're right. I think people are just... Well, I kind of get the very shallow reasoning behind wanting to defend your console or your preferences or your show or whatever uh, because it does uh, there is this tendency for people to take things personally when because it feels like when they insinuate your tastes 
don't agree or they don't like your taste, they insinuate they don't like you, which is not true. Like no one thinks that because you like a certain type of show or game that you're a lesser person for it. And if they are, they're probably not worth talking to. <laughs> like uh, that's why, why do you think the console wars started? Do you think it's because like consoles are expensive? Back in the day people could only afford like or kids could only afford like one. So they're like stuck with a choice and to defend it? Uh, no, I, I think it's something it, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well I thought it was always just a personal thing. Well, I think it's always because uh, it's because as a kid growing up, your family likely, unless you, you had a rich family or something, could only afford one thing. And so the thing you grew up with is the thing that's awesome and you, you always like, right? So I grew up with the Super Nintendo. And I love the Super Nintendo. I don't actually like the Genesis that much. And this is not because I actually hate on the Genesis. It's because I just, you know, I didn't really grow up with it. I don't really like the games I end up playing later in life on it. Um, and, you know, has it made me a fanboy? Not really, because I go and I look at, like, N64 and PlayStation, and I love those pretty equally, so... I mean, it just comes down to, like, I, I guess, personal preference, um, and how, how well off, you know, uh, a person was, and then it kind of gets exacerbated by, like, that whole nostalgia factor, and, you know, like, I think I think nostalgia is something that just has made a lot of problems in recent history. I don't really yeah. know why, but people just seem to take that really seriously. Well, I mean, it's okay. Um, not to like beat you guys over the head with my own point that I wanted to make, but I don't think I did a great job of explaining it. My theory is that, say, I I like really enjoyed. Um, well, okay. Let's let's take something from from this season of anime. Say I was a huge fan of Nisekoi the anime, which I'm not really. But let's say that I like over the top loved it. It's my favorite anime of the past year or whatever. If someone else came up to me and said, "Oh, yeah, Nisekoi, not that great." I, like you take that as you take that personally for whatever yeah. because I mean, you're so invested in the show and into liking the show. And it's not just for anime. Like, this has happened for, at least for me, in terms of like video games and in books and in movies. Pretty much anything that you allow yourself to get invested in. If someone else says that it's not that good, you take that as a personal attack on maybe well, your personality no, no. Or, or anything like that. At See, least in my opinion. Some people take it as yeah. a personal attack. Yeah. Exactly. Which. It's I don't mistake, know. But... I feel like I think the just... whole culture in general kind of wants you to do that, but it's not a very healthy thing to do. Uh, okay, so there's a thing that I... I don't know where I read it or who said it, but you know when MySpace was big? Mm. And, you know, day. people like music and, like, all over it and, like, you know, shit they liked all over it, you know, and and, and to an extent, Facebook has that, but it's a lot more toned down, right? Right. Um, but the thing with MySpace is that most of your profile is based on things you like, and that kind of represented you as a person, or mm -hmm. at least it came to. Um, and like I said, someone, someone, I read somewhere, or someone said something like, allowing yourself to be defined by these, like, they're not even interests, they're just like, you know, um, 
preferences maybe you're not like you know these these series and things and like you know bands or whatever mm-hmm. it's it's a really big mistake because in the end those things don't actually represent you like they they don't show anything about your personality or what you do as a person or how you conduct yourself you know ultimately they mean nothing they're just stuff you like right and allowing yourself to be represented by like you know literally commercialized products or or whatever it it just doesn't do you as a person any good and uh and i think that's it's and fandom kind of exacerbates that right like it takes it like not not one step further but several steps further to the point where you have to you feel that you have to defend it when someone battles it because since fandom is a group i feel like you also have to defend other people in the fandom from other yeah. fandoms and stuff, which yeah, is just a big gang war at that point. Yeah, it becomes a us versus them mentality, which is it it yeah it it comes to nothing and it ultimately looks stupid. Um, it means nothing. The only yeah. person that gains anything is the you know the owner of the rights to that property. Exactly, and and like I I feel like we should interject here and say that it's. This is not to say that you shouldn't Join keep yourself from getting invested in things. Yeah. Um, in fact, you know, the like it's it's great that you care so much about Star Wars versus Star Trek and think one's better than the other. But that's not like a like if someone goes against you, that's not a personal attack on you. But you know, it's an opportunity to learn something else about something you didn't know as much about. Or, you know, it, it doesn't, like like you said, Ed, it doesn't define you in any way. And it shouldn't define you in any way. Um, and this this sense of elitism that comes from that type of infighting is, well, actually, you know what? Elitism is kind of a byproduct of, of this kind of mentality. And it, it's, you don't think, I guess well, the, you don't the core think it's all issue is that... Hmm? Sorry, you don't think it's all the way around? That... Uh... Elitism started this mentality. You think it's this? Is I mean, I, that, well, I guess the best way to put it is that it feeds into each other, right? Yeah. Like this sense of superiority that you get from thinking somebody else's tastes are inferior to yours, and that person, in turn, being offended by what you said about their tastes. Um, I don't know. Like, well, <laughs> I think human superiority is a natural, like, human tendency. Humans want to feel dominant and want to feel better than the other person. And I just think this is one more way for people to, you know, feel in control and dominant. I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's resourceful or helps us in any way, as it maybe once did before anime and before human civilization as we know it. But uh, I don't know. I don't think there's any way to, like, stop it because just human nature, you know? I mean, that seems a little bit defeatist to me. Like, you shouldn't just have to say, oh, you know, it's within human nature to think that someone else is a crappy person because of something that they like. That's not... No, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm not... But I'm just saying... So, two different things. Thinking the other person is bad and feeling dominant yourself and better than the other person. They're two different things. I just think feeling, I just, the 
I think I feel the tendency for people to think that they're better than someone else. I think that's you know unavoidable, and it'll always happen no matter what situation. I think that deciding the other person's crappy because you're better is something different, and you know shouldn't necessarily definitely shouldn't be there. But yeah. Okay, I, I understand what you're saying, Dan. And that's, okay, uh, thank you. Yeah, I I I agree with you. Like it, it's basically a dick measuring contest. <laughs> but for everybody, yeah. um, and I think the internet has exacerbated this problem pretty badly. Dick so, measuring or uh... okay, that wasn't as funny as I thought it would be. <laughs> anyway, um. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I think was... I think it, I, I I agree, Don. Like okay. it's it's just a way, like society as a as a whole is is a very unnatural thing. Let's let's face it. And I don't want to get into like this this uh, philosophical, you know, debate debate. Yeah, about yeah, society let's... and all that because that's not that's not where we're going with this. Let's um, that. But I guess people naturally feel. Some people naturally feel the need to try and look at themselves as better than others, and that's all Don's, Don's trying to say is like within our subculture, that's that's all people are trying to do. Yeah. Hey, I'm great because I have a PC, or hey, I'm great because uh, I don't know, I have all the consoles, like me. Uh, <laughs> that's not what I believe. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't. What? Ed, you believe you're better than anyone else? Yeah. What? See, actually, uh, I am I am the most non-partisan because I own all the consoles, so there. <laughs> Before you get your uh, hate comments in. Yeah. No, I love my consoles equally, even though I play only one of them. Which one do you only play? My Xbox. That's just because I only have space on my desk for my Xbox, so relax. <laughs> I have a very small desk. Um... Yeah, I, I mean, I get, I get the point that you guys are making, um, and I think I do think it's inevitable. I think everybody does it at some point or another, thinks that they're superior to someone else, but that shouldn't be reason enough to think or to put down someone else's opinion. It should be, it should be a, a jumping-off point for rational, civilized debate about, okay. This game is really good. This other game is really good. This console can do this, and this other console can do this. Okay, how can this X console be made better? Or how can, you know, the service be better? Like, what's better value for my money? Right? Like, it shouldn't be like, like I said, a dick measuring contest. It, it should just right. be like rational debate. You should be able to talk about stuff. Yeah, you should be able to criticize something. Well, uh, constructively criticize something. Right, exactly. Huh. So I'm really cynical as a person. So whenever I hear people like talking about two different things, you know, like the better points that and how they can be improved, I always like remark myself. Well, it doesn't matter what you think because they're not going to listen to you. Who are you, you know, to like get into a huge heated argument where like both of you, well, anyone on the side, no one gets anything. If anything, you're losing, you know, possible friendship. You know, what is there to gain out of this, you know, argument? And if there's nothing, you know, uh, if you keep your mind open, you can, like, learn more about, I don't know, backgrounds of games, you know, 
uh, the references in games and maybe like how games are made or something. But like, I don't think there's anything to gain to be gained from like arguing it out, you know? No, you're basically, I mean, you're completely right because yeah. an argument will settle nothing. Uh, just, you know, talking, debating will, you know, at least expand your knowledge a bit. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that's a very uh, very important distinction to make the difference between argument and debate. Um, <laughs> and in the end, no one's gonna be right. Like, there's, like I said, yeah. no one's I mean, gonna win or lose. That's the whole point lose. of debate, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, someone does win or lose at a debate in a debate <laughs> contest. <laughs> this is real life, and this yes, is not a contest. Exactly. So. Um, there you go. Um, I guess this is a good point to. I mean, it it's it is a separate topic, but is very intertwined with what we were just discussing. Uh, and and that's the other half of this topic, which is the cynicism of pop culture. Um, and this this can kind of feed into the whole superiority thing, and um, you know add fuel to the fire that is, you know, dumping on someone else's preferences or whatever, but it is separate enough of a issue um, because it does it can't happen internally within a single person No. Um, at least yeah, I think Apollo wanted to be on this podcast and I think he may have wanted to make this a point uh, if not, then, you know, feel free to say otherwise, Apollo, but um, it, at least for me, the new Star Wars trailer. Um, I was not cynical about that one. Like I, in- legitimately, was very excited for it. I, you know, all that jazz. Um, but if it was something else, if it was a little bit, if it was not up to what my expectations were, I would have had to tell myself, you know, temper those expectations. It doesn't look like it's going to be great. Like, even, even like, the Twitter reaction to that trailer, uh, one person was saying um, how the trailer looked, or the teaser looked great, but then they had to remind themselves, well, J.J. Abrams directed Star Trek 2, and Star Trek looked great um, after the first one. So, it, it, it is a very real thing that people, you know, have to either prevent themselves from doing or just be at the very least be aware that they're doing it. Um, and I, I'm like going from our discussion from the last time, I know Ed has a very different opinion about that. Wait, what? Well, just the <laughs> fact that you have to talk yourself down from being too excited about something. And um, Well, I mean, like I don't necessarily talk myself down. If I want to get excited, I'll get excited. Right. Um, but it's just more rare that I get excited now about stuff. Like, I think the last game I was legitimately really, really excited over was, uh, I don't know if I get, I go and say Destiny. I guess we can call it, we can say Destiny. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of got burned there a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, but I, I don't, I try to be excited in, in the sense that, you know, I, I'm, Maybe I mark it on the calendar. I know when it's coming out, but I'm not staying up all night anymore to play something or any of that. Um, and it's not because I'm I'm cynical. I, I really want to enjoy stuff, but it's like 
uh, I don't want to get all my hopes. I don't want to pin my hopes on someone because right. that's that's an easy way to get hurt. I have the opposite. I'm very cynical, and I think it's uh, being cynical is an important life skill. Um, okay, well, wow, you're gonna learn that. So. That's a mistake <laughs> really soon. So, like, I, I mean, I don't think it matters so much with things with hobbies and stuff, but like, you know, as a point, I just don't think bringing your hopes up is always a very good thing. You have to be stay grounded in reality. And I mean, with video games, you know, I, I think it's, I think my um, stance on that is a little more relaxed because I'm always looking forward to Pokemon. And I'm always looking forward to like Fire Emblem and stuff, and uh, I always have my hopes up for those. But I don't really have my hopes up for anything else. Uh, <laughs> wow! The anime or manga. Jeez. So. Uh, well, I, I I know I started this uh, this point off by saying that you know it becomes like a very cognizant thing that you have to do, but it seems like. And maybe this is just a unique problem for us because we've, uh, for one reason or another, consumed so much of uh, a certain medium is that it becomes sort of like an ingrained uh, reaction. Like, um, the thing that struck me, and I can't believe it didn't occur to me before when we had this conversation, Ed, was that um, it's not that you're, you're, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not that you're actively telling yourself not to be excited. It's just experience has told you not to get your hopes up for uh, every game. I think it's a little combination of both. I mean, like like you said, I don't, I don't go out of my way to talk myself down. Right. But I also know that I know to take in a lot of other things into account when I'm trying to get it. I, like, I don't go, no one goes in trying to get excited. They don't try and hype themselves up usually, right? It just happens. Right. Um, so, I mean, like, I know to temper my expectations in certain situations, but at the same time, if I want to get excited, I'm just going to let myself get excited. Because, honestly, at my age, with my situation, and having, like, the familiarity with the culture and all this sort of stuff, um, like, I don't get excited that much anymore, so if I'm going to get excited, I'll just let myself get excited. Yeah, and, I mean, that's... I think that's definitely a good thing to get into the habit of, especially if you, if, um, you know, I, I don't know who <laughs> listens to this, this podcast, but there might be people who are just starting to get into this type of thing and they're starting to f- maybe start to feel those, um, instances of, you know, excitement that they don't, they know is going to burn them in the end. Um, and not to say that you should, allow that to happen but like you should just not get excited to begin with and you're fine no you should well you should just ride the wave like if you're if you end up being super excited about something you should allow yourself to be excited um, so i think uh so i think getting being cynical about like stuff with the hobbies is very different about than being cynical about very important real life things like i'll never get excited i'll never get excited about job interviews or um applications for or something or events or anything i'll never get excited for those because i know something will go wrong at the end That's, but like wow. video games and stuff, depressing I think, I think it's fine to get all excited and like enjoy yourself but like you should also know that if if it does burn you and it's just a video game it's just a movie it's just a manga i mean not really that big of a deal you know 
Okay, well, let me just let me just、mm. give you my take on real life and getting excited. <laughs>、uh, I used to be extremely cynical, probably not,、uh, probably similar to Don in some respects, and you know, very cut and dry, be like glass half full mentality, or no, glass half, half empty, half sorry, empty, half empty.、Um, and I found that that's that's an extremely unhealthy way to approach life in general because. If you don't have things to look forward to, your life just becomes dull and drab, and it's like day to day to day is a grind. And you know, things like job interviews, I actually get excited for job interviews now because you know I it, that enthusiasm shows, and ultimately the person that you interviews you will see that, right? Yeah.、Um, and I think that's that's well, it's important because they they want to hire someone that wants to be there, right? Um. It doesn't matter if you don't get the job or not, but you need to be at least enthusiastic about what you're what you're doing. And I don't think that just goes into like jobs and stuff. It goes into most things. Like I don't look at real life. Having confidence in real life changes a lot of people's,、um, you know, reactions towards you, right?、Uh, quite heavily. So. Well, I'm not talking about not having confidence. I'm talking about like not being enthusiastic. But I'm just like. But cynicism is like, after. So like so like so like, so like you you like go to the interview right you're excited, but you're like, and you want the next stage to happen, but your life doesn't depend on it. You don't want to like you know like banking put all of your what is it eggs in basket or whatever. You know you just like okay, it's really likely that you know I'm competing with a lot of other people, whatever. I'm gonna apply for other things, have backup plans, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, but at some point, sometimes cynicism it can it it. Comes more than just you being grounded in reality, and it'll seep into other aspects, and it'll affect those aspects. I mean, honestly, Don, a little concerned for you right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you make it sound like there's a big thing, and I'm like <laughs> a little bit worried it's gonna get worse. But I mean, I think where I am right now, I'm just like grounded in reality, and I think that means like, like English is my second language. English is my second language, so maybe I'm like not understanding the word in all implications. Of it, but like from what I understand, I think what I'm doing is healthy. Not putting all my eggs in the basket, you know. I get my, I'm not, I'm not getting my hopes up, but you know, if they are, if they are up, I remind myself, you know, they could easily get, you know, crushed down. So I gotta like, and my plans could fail. So I gotta, you know, be on the ground in reality, backup plans, understand that might not work out at the end, but so I won't get crushed if it does, you know. Yeah. Well. Okay. That. That aspect is good, like not, not feeling like it's the end of the world. Yeah, that's what I want to avoid. Because I've been in situations where you know, I put my eggs in the basket, didn't work out. You know, then what was I gonna do? And you know, I don't want that to happen again. So, ground in reality. I... There's a lot of sides right there.、Uh, I want to believe. <laughs> I want to believe. I'm just、gone. so weird right、yeah. now. <laughs> like,、uh, I've definitely had. I've definitely been in that mentality before, and I like. It just doesn't sound healthy. I'm having fun. I mean, like not not with my mentality per se, but you know, I'm enjoying my hobbies and stuff. I don't think this is like, you know, intervention time, guys. Come on. Okay, well let's let's get back on track a bit. Um, gosh, stop this. Oh, this very serious, very、uh, real world advice column that we've stumbled into. <laughs> Um, I don't know how we're gonna get back from that though. 
Jesus Christ. It wasn't that bad, guys. Come on. All right. Well. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I think I think. Uh, okay. I don't so why don't, why last... don't I talk about? Okay, so I am one of my big, biggest fandoms, I guess, is with the Halo series, right? One right. of those series that, uh, for you know, through some hardships lately, we'll say, and people have become very cynical about it. Um, and people love to fucking hate on it more than anything else, I swear. Uh, but that's another thing. Uh, anyways, don't know where I'm going with this. Okay. <laughs> so people are very cynical about Halo 5 because of 343. That's the thing. I don't consider them, uh, developer of Master Chief Collection very much, so I kind of ignore that. Um, Halo 4. People think Halo 4 is a bad game, so therefore they should be cynical for Halo 5. Again, I think that this is one of those things where because people are so cynical about, you know, their ability to develop and uh, Bungie's own ability previously, and I think they're, always, are, they're honestly overestimating some of what Bungie has done. Um, right. And not giving enough respect to Halo 4. Uh, it's, it's creating like this, there's a bunch of people that are really excited, like myself, like some other people I know for Halo 5, and then there's people that are just like, what's gonna be shit? Uh, I already know it's shit. <laughs> don't talk to me about this piece of shit. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No. <laughs> I, I, uh, I can definitely sympathize with that one because, um, it's hard I to like know. popular stuff sometimes. It is. True that. True that. Um, I think. Uh, well, I think I can. I can draw almost a one for one parallel with this, um, with uh, Ubisoft and the Assassin's Creed franchise. Um, oh, especially after Unity. Comparing the masterful work of Halo against Assassin's Creed. Come on. Well, I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> well, it's a very, well. <laughs> it's a lower grade version. No, I, uh, I mean, but, Assassin's Creed has some great games, and I don't think, yeah. it, I don't think. See, they switch developers a lot, right? And I don't think that certain developers get... Because Ubisoft doesn't publicize it as much as, say, like Activision did with Call of Duty. And how Infinity Ward became really big, and then they fell down, and then Treyarch's became really big. People anticipate those specific games every two or three years, right? Right. Um, I think if Ubisoft decided to take a step in that direction and start publicizing what studio's making what, um, I think it'd be easier to kind of keep track of okay, I'll get pretty hyped for this game and, you know, be a little less cynical about it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, uh, but I think because they don't do that uh, and people uh, perceive of the studio as this monolithic thing um, where, you know, the same people made the last three or four Assassin's Creed titles or something like that. Um it, it's very easy to think that now the franchise is in this nosedive. And, um, and I mean, definitely fatigue becomes a huge part of it. Like having a new Assassin's Creed every year does get very tiring. Um, and I think speaking towards this conversation, I'm not as excited about the upcoming one um, for... Victory, allegedly, uh, Assassin's Creed Victory. 
Um, and, but I am willing to give it a chance. I think that's the main thing. Like, even if it's something that experience has told you not to like get excited for, not to like to immediately dismiss or something. I think the important thing is to give whatever it is a chance to maybe surprise you um, or to like, you know, redeem itself or something like that to make itself better than you initially thought. And if it doesn't deliver on that, then, you know, not to say it's okay to be cynical, but you, you were expecting it or you, you were prepared for it. Um, and if it surprises you, it surprises you, um, and that's always great. It's it's nicer to be to have a surprise than it is. It to is definitely feel let down. Yeah. So like when the new, when a new game comes out and experience has taught you maybe not to you know be as excited for it. I mean that doesn't mean that you shouldn't. It's it's going to be unilaterally bad or like completely bad. You know. Uh, same with like a new TV show or a new anime or something like that. Like, you know, if a new well, anime comes out and the studio has had this bad run lately, that's not a reason to say, okay, well, Studio X made this or these three anime, and I hated these three anime. Maybe the I think the thing to say is like maybe it'll be good given some of these other factors. I think being cautious uh, is important in these situations, but I don't think that, you know, if it's, like, such a bad, whatever the thing you're basing your opinion on is so bad, maybe buying the next game isn't a good idea unless until you see the reviews and stuff and see what other people say, you know? Yeah. Well, maybe not yeah, just... I mean, I think there's a difference between being cynical and being smart. Yeah. Um... And they often can get confused for each other, right? Like, you know, doing your research and 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 being prepared for all possibilities, that's smart. That's, you know, not being taken for a ride, essentially. Yeah. Um, being cynical is just writing everything off and, you know, what's the point and all that stuff. And that's no way to live, um, especially when it comes to pop culture, which is essentially their... To make people happy, yeah. not to be incredibly reductive or, you know, overly sentimental about it, but, I mean, that's the whole point of, you know, playing games and reading books and watching TV. It's, like, it's supposed to be an enjoyable experience, and when you take that enjoyment out of the equation, it, it's, like, what's even the point of following it anymore? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um... I can't like. I feel like I did a lot better of a time, uh, a job explaining my my point of view this time than I did the first time. Um, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, it, it 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 can be a little bit tough to not let the the smart decision become the cynical decision, especially if you try to justify it with a lot more depressing reasons. <laughs> um, okay, and I think I think we kind of can speak to, like, a few aspects of, like, where cynicism comes from as well. Um, like, I think people are starting to take trailers and, and teasers and all these sorts of things too seriously in their decision to go watch something or buy something or whatever. 
like Don said, you should kind of wait till critics review it, or other people on online have seen it or played it, or whatever, and then decide maybe it's a game for you or whatever, and make that informed decision rather than right than yeah. just jumping in. Because like, let's face it, like pre-ordering something does you no good usually. Unless they have bundles and like deals and special features, additions. But what? Well, I what mean, good that, that that's do a you problem in and like of it. itself. <laughs> yeah, good like that's a whole other problem we could talk about. True. I mean, I only pre-ordered games that power franchise that I'm already familiar with, and I at least will not regret spending fifty bucks on. But well, you never know. Maybe the next Pokemon's gonna be a pile of garbage. Don't say that. Don't say <laughs> wow. that. Wow. I, I basically had to say it. This had to be like uh, that cynic for Don. <laughs> I have a couple exceptions, man. Don't touch Pokemon. Wow. I'm, I'm sure was... it'll be fine. I'm sure well, it'll be exactly the same. But... Um, I think... Well, was was there anything else you guys wanted to to say about cynicism or elitism, for that matter? Because I'm spent. I think I've said everything that I've wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, I feel good right now. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, if there if there's nothing else to say, I think that's the end of our discussion. Um. I think it was a very productive one, guys. Yeah. Notwithstanding the weird life advice in the middle, but. Yeah. Uh, I think even that was, I think, uh, healthy. Good, healthy. That advice. was healthy. <laughs> uh, but let us know what you guys thought about it. Um, I think we may, uh, brought up some good points, but maybe you have some counterpoints worth discussing. Um, let us know uh, by getting in touch with us, and you can get in touch with us as always through Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, and Instagram. Um, you can send us topics or comments about this episode in the blog post in the comment section, or you can send them through email to populationgo at gmail.com or at any of the social media sites that we've mentioned. And as always, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or you can listen to our backlog on Stitcher or however else you get your podcasts. And um, I think that'll be it for us at the Podcast Go. And until the next time, we'll see you later. Yeah.